When tempted to think negatively, did you know there's at least seven things that you should think about? Do you know what they are and where you can find them? Rockville Radio 7.77 is on the web. Each podcast, we bring you interviews and music with a goal of lifting up the name above all names, Jesus, the rock of our salvation. Straight from the Rockville Radio 7.77 studio here in Southern California. Can you watch what you're thinking, especially when your circumstances are negative? A story about the secret garden, I've got to tell you that one. It's a, it's a um, book that uh, was written more than 100 years ago. And when I was two years old, my grandmother gave me a copy of that book. And for my entire life, well, not my entire life, but for many, many years, I wondered, why would a grandmother give a two-year-old child a book that the kid couldn't read? Because that, that reading level of The Secret Garden is, i um, sure, it's at least high school uh, level reading. And so, um, for many years, I always stared at that book and wondered what it was about. I looked at the pictures. And then one day, not too long ago, probably about 10 years ago, I uh, was praying. I think I was praying, but I, I, I do like to attribute things to the Lord anyway. And uh, I was just wondering why she gave me that book. And uh, sure enough, um, I uh, was given another edition of it by my aunt, a 1987 edition. And on page 209 of The Secret Garden... In chapter 27, it said this, quote, Thoughts, just mere thoughts, are as powerful as electric batteries, as good for one as sunlight is, or as bad for one as poison. Well, you know, King Solomon in the Bible, he said uh, in the Old Testament, For as he thinks in his heart, so he is. Talking about all of us. And, uh, you know, the famous automaker, Henry Ford, the guy who invented the assembly line, he said, uh, the man who thinks he can and the man who thinks he can't are both right. Which one are you? I remember when my father was still living, this uh, magazine he had read uh, was, it was a Catholic magazine called the Ligurian. And he gave me, my father copied this article and gave it to me, and it said, uh, it was about, it was actually about James Earl Jones is what it was about, but uh, in this particular biography of James Earl Jones, the author had said this, he said, how we think has a direct impact on how we act and live. So, all of that to say, back to the opening statement that I made, which was that uh, we are, it's certainly easy to be tempted to think negatively, but there are at least seven things that you should think about. And so we're going to talk about that today. And let's open it with a word of prayer. Lord Jesus, forgive us of our sins. Speak to us from your word today and help us to understand how we should be thinking, regardless of the circumstances. Amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, let's, uh, let's look at the next topic here related to this idea of watching what you're thinking. 
let's call this section here, get yourself ready. So one of the things that you should do is be ready. Be ready because you're going to be challenged. Your thinking is going to be challenged, especially in this day and age. And I think one of the best places we can find that is in 2 Kings. And in 2 Kings, looking at the prophet Elisha, he's the one that is, at least in 2 Kings 9 right here, he's the one who is one of the main people in the story, in the, in the passage. It says this, uh, 2 Kings 9, verse 1, Now Elisha the prophet called one of the sons of the prophets and said to him, Gird up your loins and take this flask of oil in your hand and go to Ramoth-Gilead. When you arrive there, search out Jehu, the son of Jehoshaphat, the son of Nimshi, and go in and bid him arise from among his brothers and bring him to an inner room. Then take the flask of oil, pour it on his head and say, Thus says the Lord, I have anointed you king over Israel. Then open the door and flee and do not wait. And so um, this young man, I assume he's a young man, he's the son of one of the prophets, is told that he's going to be sent on this errand by Elisha and that he has to make himself ready. Because when in the Bible, when it says to gird up your loins, that means to get ready, make yourself ready. And when we talk about making ourselves ready in our minds, 1 Peter 1.13 says a similar thing. Peter says, therefore, prepare your mind for action. Prepare your minds for action. Keep sober in spirit. Fix your hope completely on the grace to be brought to you by the revelation of Jesus Christ. Another translation, I believe it is the King, the New King James says, gird up the loins of your mind. Well, I'm trying to tie this together with what Elisha told this young guy here about making himself ready. Think about it. He's going to send, Elisha's going to send this young man to anoint Jehu, the king of Israel, and he leaves him with those instructions after you've anointed him, open the door and flee. Don't wait. Translation, don't hang around. Get out of there because Jehu is going to be, you'll find out if you read that whole chapter, Jehu is going to be an instrument of God's justice against Ahab and Jezebel. So, he's telling this young man, don't be in the way, move out of the way quickly. Now, if somebody told me that, that that I was to go on an errand for a prophet of God and anoint a guy who was going to be king and then get the heck out of there, I would be wondering, what kind of mission is he sending me on? And I, I would be worried. I would be worried about, I'd be anxious about uh, this job that I was given and whether I'd be able to get out of the way after I did what I was supposed to do. And so when you apply what Peter said as well, which is, uh, as we said here, uh, preparing your mind for action, to shed a little light on that, I went to the commentary Pastor John Corson has written, and he said, Corson says, Pull up the mental garments that are tripping you up. Change your way of thinking concerning your situation. 
So to prepare your mind mentally, to prepare yourself mentally means that you are um, ready for mental. You are ready for mental challenges. You are ready for physical challenges, spiritual challenges, emotional challenges, and mental challenges. And really, that's where the whole thing starts, is in the mind. Uh, back to, like I said, the book, The Secret Garden, that I was given as a little child by my grandmother. I believe that's the message that my grandmother was trying to tell me. She suffered from agoraphobia her entire life. My grandmother had a horrendous time leaving her house. My father told me that when uh, he was growing up, that he remembers that she... I believe, if I'm getting this right, and some of my relatives might correct me on this, but if I'm understanding it right, she was housebound, and um, she spent her life being a writer. But uh, she knew, I believe that my grandmother knew that secret, and that's why she tried to extend it to me so that I wouldn't fall into that trap. And I believe, of course, uh, Peter and um, Paul the Apostle, who we're going to read here in a minute, the men of God, the men and women of God all know the same thing, that um, God does not want us to uh, live in fear. The Bible tells us that in Second Timothy. It tells us uh, he hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but one of love, power, and of a sound mind, uh, if I'm quoting that right, hopefully. Also, in addition to John Corson, who shed light on um, what it means to prepare your mind, Chuck Swindoll likes to say this, life is 10% what happens to you and 90% how you respond to it. So what does this mean? This means challenge your thinking. If you are sent on a job like this young man was by Elisha, you don't need to be thinking, what if? Uh, I think it's Pastor David Jeremiah who talks a lot about that. We get trapped trapped into thinking, the type of thinking that causes problems, the what-if kind of thinking. What if this happens? What if that happens? And so, you have to challenge your thinking, according to Chuck Swindoll. In a small little book called The Secret to Facing Hard Days, Pastor Chuck Swindoll, again, his advice is that we should pay attention to what we say to ourselves and not assume it's true. He says that Philippians Uh, gives us the guidelines for healthy thinking. And so, when I started saying in the very beginning of this podcast that there are seven things that you should think about, this is where you find the seven things. So, instead of thinking about the negative things that can happen or the negative things that are happening, here are the seven things that you should think about according to what the Bible says in the book of Philippians chapter 4, beginning with verse 8. It says this, Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is of good repute, if there is any excellence and if anything worthy of praise, dwell on these things. So, If you list those out, just go back and count all seven of them right there. Whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is of good repute, and if there is any excellence and if anything worthy of praise, dwell on these things. Those are are your seven things that you should think about. 
To sum that up in a couple of closing verses here, Colossians 3, 2 says this, set your mind on the things above, not on the things that are on earth. Yes, we have to be aware of the world around us. Yes, we we do have to watch the news. We do have to know what's going on just for our own safety and our own well-being. And plus, uh, the Lord told us that we we should be, the Bible tells us that, that uh, we should know the signs of the times. Um, God told that to the sons of Issachar in the Old Testament, and I believe we should know that as well. But should we dwell on the negative things? No, we should dwell on what the seven things are that Paul said. Romans 12, 2 says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. So, we are not to follow the world. We are not to think like the world. We are to put our heads in Scripture, in the Bible. We are to saturate our mind with the Word of God. And then we can concentrate on the things that are true, the things that are honorable, the things that are right, the things that are pure, the things that are lovely, the things that are good, of good repute, and the things that have excellence and are worthy of praise. These are the things that we can dwell on. And oh Lord Jesus, I just want to pray for anybody who has not uh, given their life to you, who has trouble with their thinking because they don't have you helping them and they don't have your word. Uh, So just if if you are that person, pray along with me. Lord Jesus, I want you to come into my life. I want you to take over, take control of um, my life. And I want to follow you. I want to think your thoughts. I want to look at things your way. And uh, I want to concentrate on those seven things that uh, the Apostle Paul mentioned in the book of Philippians. In Jesus' name, amen.